Perhaps the most classic question in our minds is, can one person really make a difference? History clearly shows that one person can make a difference in the world. James Harrison is proof of that, that one person can make a huge impact. Harrison is sometimes referred to as the man with golden arms because he has donated his blood for the medical research community over 1,000 times. You see, when Harrison was 14, he underwent surgery to remove one of his lungs. And as he recovered, the doctors explained that he was only able to survive the surgery because they had received high volumes of blood donations. Thankful for the contributions of random strangers that saved his life, Harrison vowed to donate blood every chance that he could. Doctors quickly recognized that Harrison's blood carried unusual antibodies that helped in the treatment of a blood disorder called RH disease. The disease attacks unborn babies and has eluded medical scientists before Harrison's blood was given. RH disease occurs when an expectant mother has RH negative blood and the unborn baby has RH positive blood. If the mother and the child's blood types does not match, the mother's blood immune system will react to the RH factor by making antibodies to destroy it. Doctors quickly realized that there was something in Harrison's blood that could save these babies. Medical science has calculated that Harrison's blood saved over 2.4 million infants. 2.4 million unborn babies lived instead of died because one man gave his blood. Can I tell you that one person can make a difference? Friends, thank you for joining the Noteworthy Podcast. I am your host, Nathan French, and today we're talking about four things found in the blood of a man named Jesus Christ that changed the world forever. Thank you for tuning in. Let's go. Well, it's that time of year again. It's Easter. Are you excited? I'm excited. I love Easter. And, uh, man, if you're a Christian, uh, you just gotta love Easter, right? We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What a beautiful time of year. Spring upon us. Pull out all the... Easter chocolate and eat it today. It's a celebration time. And uh, I'm just so glad that you hit play on this episode today. I've missed you guys. Um, It has been a busy year and the podcast has definitely taken a hit on the number of episodes that I have been able to release. But here's the thing. 
Y'all are so kind and faithful and true in your listenership that you just keep trekking along. And every time I release one, you guys are just so amazing. You jump on it and it just makes me feel so great that you're keeping up with the show. And um, we're releasing about one episode a month right now, but that is not the end goal. The end goal is um, two episodes a month. And we're going to get back to that, I promise. I believe it in Jesus' name. Today, we're talking about four things found in the blood of Jesus Christ. And what a great time to dive into this beautiful topic right at Easter time. And uh, I'm just excited about it. Before we jump in, I do want to just give a shout out to today's sponsor on the podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Pentecostal Publishing House. And we have a gift for you. If you go to PentecostalPublishing.com, order your books, order your curriculum, your Sunday school material, all that good stuff, add it to the cart, go to checkout, and put in promo code NOTEWORTHY, and that's going to take 10% off of your entire order. Promo code NOTEWORTHY. Thank you to Pentecostal Publishing House for doing that, and thank you to you amazing listeners. I've seen... Many of you take advantage of this gift. I can I can actually see when you guys use the promo code, and I am loving seeing it bless you guys and your churches. So thank you for that. It's a blessing to everybody involved, and I am thankful for it. So can I tell you today about a man who gave his blood for me? It wasn't just any old blood. There was something in this blood that could save me. His name is Jesus Christ. He gave his blood for me. They didn't take his blood with an IV. They took his blood with whips and nails and spears. He gave us his blood on an old rugged cross. I can't help but think about that old song. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. See, those last two words are what make it so powerful. For me. It it takes what Jesus did on Calvary and it makes it personal. And the song goes on to say, One day when I was lost, he died upon a cross. I know it was the blood for me. G.T. Haywood said it like this. He said, I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary. Its waves, which reach the throne of God, are sweeping over me. Man, G.T. Haywood knew how to say it, didn't he? And I want to tell you that I'm not here speaking to you today because of how worthy I am. I'm not worthy to be here even talking about this. I'm here because of the one who gave his blood so that I could be made worthy, so that I could be saved. Come on, somebody. Can I testify that there's something in the blood and it changed my life and there's victory in the blood? And if you know what I'm talking about, you're shouting with me as you drive to work right now. But if not, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about who he is. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, 
from your vain conversations received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You see, we're not here today because of tradition or something in our past that made us worthy. It was only by the blood of Jesus that we stand here today. Man, I love this topic. I'm excited. I'm in my office at the church about to run a lap thinking about the goodness of Jesus. And we're about to get into these four things that make the blood so powerful. But before we do that, can I tell you that I love church? We love to dance and we love to sing about Jesus. And I'm so glad that we do. But imagine with me for a moment being a first-time visitor and walking into the church and hearing your first Christian song. I mean, <laughs> let's face it, guys. Some of these lyrics sound weird to the unchurched person, and understandably so. Think about some of the lyrics that we sing, right? Like Breakthrough by Eddie James. Breakthrough, you are the God of the breakthrough. Right, the verse says... Uh, you are the undefeated one, my light and my salvation. Uh, when the wicked, my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh. Okay. Can you imagine walking into church? You've never been to church and they're talking about the enemies wanting to eat your flesh. All right. <laughs> right. Like my point being to the unchurched world. When talking about the blood of Jesus, we have to be ready to have this conversation from the ground up as the Noteworthy Podcast often does. This is our mantra that we, we build from the ground up and we try to explain it from the basic level of where it's coming at from the Bible. But think about this, this song, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. All right. And then... Verse 2, the blood came streaming down. Hey, the blood came streaming down. Right. Imagine being an unchurched person hearing this. Why are they celebrating this, this bloody mess? Are these people crazy? What is happening right now? How are you celebrating this? Why are they celebrating this and we ask ourselves this question what what is what's happening and i'm telling you today that we celebrate the fact that he rose again because verse three of that song says he died but he rose again he died but he rose again he died, but he rose again for me. Friends, we rejoice over the fact that he shed his blood because he didn't stay in that tomb. He didn't stay in the ground, but he got up again. Oh, I'm excited about Easter. I'm excited thinking about it. I'm just so glad that we serve a risen Savior. 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, And he that died for all, that they which 
should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them. And he rose again. We are celebrating a risen Savior. We will be dancing. We will be shouting. We will be rejoicing because he didn't stay in the tomb, but he rose again. And so today on the Noteworthy Podcast, I want to talk to you about four things found in the blood of Jesus Christ. Take, take a, a microscope, put it on this blood, this, this man's blood, this Jesus Christ of Nazareth. His blood is not like my blood. It's not like your blood. It's different. It has the power to save us. It has the power to make us new and take our past and give us a new beginning and a future in Christ Jesus. There's, there's something in this blood that's different about any other blood. And it's only found in Jesus Christ. So number one, I want to draw your attention to the fact that there is forgiveness in the blood of Jesus Christ. Remission of sins can only be found in this blood. We can, we can find this forgiveness in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 6 and 3 says, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the life-saving blood of Jesus has been applied to your life. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hebrews chapter 9 says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. Where there's remission, there's blood. That means that when you go down in the name of Jesus Christ, that same blood that flowed down Calvary's hill for you is now on you and you can walk in remission. Now, uh, my mother is a two-time cancer survivor, so I, I know this when I say this, that when a doctor uses the words remission, complete remission, that means that the cancer is completely gone. And when Peter used the word remission, that means that your sin is completely gone. Oh, hallelujah. You are now a new creature in Christ Jesus. You see, I can rejoice because I'm living in remission. I, I can dance when they talk about the blood because something in that blood saved me. You don't have to plead the fifth. You can just plead the blood. You can plead the blood. Take a microscope, put it on that blood, because secondly, you can find unity in this blood. 
unity can only be found in the blood of Jesus Christ. Racism, hatred, bitterness, prejudice, unforgiveness did not flow through the veins of our Savior. Not an ounce of malice ran through his veins. Someone told me one time, they said racism and hatred and division will always exist in the world. And the key words there are, in the world. Sure, those things may always exist in the world, but they cannot exist in the body of Jesus Christ. They cannot be allowed in the church of the living God. There's only one thing that can abolish these abhorrences, and that is the blood. There may not be an antidote in the world, but there is one found in the blood. The blood can annihilate that. It can take hatred and bitterness, racism, and it can annihilate it in the presence of Jesus Christ. 1 John 1 and 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Take a microscope. Put it on this blood. Because thirdly, you will find victory in this blood. Victory. Now, I know that the devil has power, and I know that the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, but hear me today. The accuser of our brethren, Satan himself, will be rendered powerless and cast down on that great and glorious day. He will be completely overcome. The Bible tells us with a profound voice how Satan will be overcome. It's found in Revelations chapter 12 and verse 10. It says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That great serpent that deceived man from the beginning of time will be cast down into a pit and rendered powerless because of the blood. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? There's something in this blood that takes my enemy and throws him in a pit. Hmm. It says the blood of the lamb, but, but it's so special because the word of God says, and the word of our testimony. The blood of the lamb, that's what Jesus did for us. Our testimony, that's when we go tell somebody about what he's done for us. There's something in this blood. The blood of the lamb. But you see, lamb's blood is not like any other blood. Scientists literally created anti-venom to help snake bite victims by injecting snake venom into a lamb. 
Are you hearing me right now? The lamb's blood has the ability to create antibodies to fight the poison. The anti-venom is created within a lamb's blood. It's no wonder that Luke penned in chapter 10, verse 18, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The blood of the Lamb is not like any other blood. Everybody expected Jesus to come like a lion, to come like a warrior, to come in a golden chariot, but he comes as a lamb. He comes as a servant, and he comes to a manger. Because this blood had to be lamb's blood. Lastly, take that microscope. Put it on this blood. Because there's healing in the blood. Our Savior fought and won a battle for us while wounded. Jesus, the wounded warrior, was whipped and beaten for us. In John 19 and 1, it says, So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. That means that they whipped him. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. And they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. With every snap of the whip, blood flowed from our Savior's back. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. Some believed they whipped him 39 times as was common Roman practice, but what hell didn't know was that while blood flowed, healing also began to flow for you and I. Because the prophet Isaiah penned in Isaiah 53 and 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Healing. Stripes on his back, but not just for your body, but they put they twisted a crown of thorns onto his head, and that those crowns of thorns pierced the mind of Christ. And by those stripes you can have emotional healing, freedom from depression, freedom from anxiety. And by the stripes on his back, you can have physical healings. He can heal you because there's something in this blood that can save us. Let's pray together. Jesus, we are so thankful today for your sacrifice and Lord the part that I can't seem to figure out is that you didn't have to do it but you did you didn't have to die for us and go to the cross but you did and because you did 
we are here 2,000 years later, celebrating what you have done for us. God, I pray, Lord, in this Easter season that every church would have revival, that they would get to see you, that you would pour out your spirit. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would stir the waters of baptism and that people would be born again, that they would be born of the water, that the blood would be applied to their life because of what you did for us on Calvary. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for your goodness. You are always good and all you do is well. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Friends, I love you. There's something in the blood. There's something in this blood that's different. There's there's forgiveness in this blood. There's unity in this blood. There's victory and there's healing. No no other man can do that. No no other entity can do that. But Jesus can. Surely one man can change the world by giving his blood. Thanks for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. Have an incredible Easter, and we'll see you next time. God bless.